All right, welcome to the More Podcast, and uh, we're super excited. I got some uh, guests in the studio here today. Actually, I have three guests. We have uh, Pastor Ted. Hey. And Pastor Matt. Hello, hello. And then we have a super special guest. We have Corin Paulus. Corin, you're a little ways away from the microphone, <laughs> but can you give us a shout out there? Hi. There he is. Okay, so we're going to- moral support. There we go. Thanks for being here, Corin. I was thinking about this as we got ready to get going here today. Um, first of all, I want to welcome everybody to- the podcast and uh, and then uh, just a little special announcement. Pastor Alex, uh, his father passed away last night, so he's not going to be with us here today. But I want to encourage you if you'd like to send in some sympathy cards, go ahead and send those right into the church office, PO Box One Five Nine, Conway, Michigan Four Nine Seven Two Two, and uh, that would be uh, much appreciated. As we love on Pastor Alex yeah. and uh, Pastor Amy and Carson, so three of our staff members today um, are um, in that process of. Uh, Grieving, uh, the Bible says it's okay to grieve as Christians. We just grieve with a hope, and uh, and I know that uh, uh, Pastor Alex's dad Wes was a believer and he was ready to go. And uh, they had great conversations in the last couple of days as he was ready to graduate from this life into the next. Mm. All right, so um, so that is what's going on here. Now this uh, podcast is called More More Podcasts, so we don't put the the in front of it, which is makes it a little bit weird because you want to say the More Podcast, but that it, name had already been taken a whole bunch of times, and so we tried to do just more. 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 Yeah. yeah, and I I was trying to listen to last week's yesterday, okay. and I was searching for the more, and it wouldn't come up. Yep. But if I if I looked in Apple Podcasts under Harbor Light Community Chapel, then it would show up. Okay. So if you're looking yeah. for it, uh-huh. well, you probably already found it because you're listening right now. Right. But <laughs> that seems to make sense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but um, we have a little um, we have a little. Uh, issue where, like in Great Britain, they say, I'm going to take someone to hospital. They don't say right, the right. hospital, yeah. right? So we've got a little of that going on. So we're going to list, we're, we're tuning into more podcasts, yeah. you know, not the more. <laughs> so <laughs> there, there was a time, I think maybe I'm showing my age here, that it was cool to say the something. Like okay. band names were like the whatever, okay. right? And so the who? Yeah, right? And so I was in a band in college, and we called ourselves The Camp. And it was going back and forth from camp or The Camp. Uh (laughs) And it was, uh, you know, it's kind of the day of Coldplay and, like, so that was kind of like the, you know, we're trying to knock on that Where did you land? Did you land one way or the other? The Camp. The Camp. So you you put the the on there. Yeah. Okay, so we're Americans. We like the. Right. Britons, they like just say hospital. I'm going to take them to hospital, which always sounds really dumb. Now my son listened. Uh, he watched a uh, an internet show called Homestar Runner. Yeah. Okay. Did you oh, ever yeah. watch that? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And there was a character on there named the Cheat. Right. Remember the Cheat? Yeah. But whenever they would talk about the Cheat, they always say the the Cheat because you're talking right. about the the Cheat. <laughs> the as part of his yeah. The, yeah, the, the right. was his part of his name, so you had nice. the, the the Cheat. That's awesome. Okay. I love that part. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, um, we do have Mother's Day coming up this uh, coming weekend. Hopefully, you guys are all prepped to be able to um, love on your mom a little bit. I made the phone call to my dad last night. He, to remind him. Uh, no. He no, okay. he picks up the f- hanging flower basket every oh, year for us. Okay. So, okay. So, so he, he picks it up. He makes sure it's a good one. I mail him a check, and then I get the credit. Nice. And so, okay. I'm sure my mom knows the arrangement, but she likes it anyway. So. Okay. There you go. Yeah. 
And, you know, so you're getting the big salad, even though I you're having getting him the do big the work. salad. Yep. <laughs> okay. That's good. And then, Ted, what do you do for your mom? Uh, we do a cookout. And so my mom just actually had surgery this last week. And so we're celebrating big on Mother's Day. So we're going oh. over to their house in Boyne and we're doing a big cookout. And, um, yeah, it's going to be good. Okay. She doesn't nice. have to do the grilling, does no, she? Okay. No. Yeah. The, men, she, the men have that. That's right. And okay. she's, you know, like there's even been some talk of some white fish and some Ooh. good stuff. So we're super excited. All right. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. All right. We got this young little Paulus man here <laughs> in here. So what do you do for your mom for Mother's Day? Well, normally we uh, go to Petoskey Bayview. That's not sponsored, by the way. Okay. They're but, not sponsors yet, but not you can sponsors, work on it. but. We do normally go there for Mother's Day, but this Mother's Day we're just kind of staying home and getting together with our family okay. for Mother's Day. Okay. But In normally, the years past, would you do like nine holes afterwards? or? Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, although on Father's Day, we normally did 18 because... Well, it is Father's yes. Day. Right. Okay. All right. Awesome. Well, thank you, Corn, for uh, sharing us a little insight there with the uh, Paulist Mother's Day tradition. And, uh, yeah, so, you don't want to miss Mother's Day, right? That's no, not a, no. that's not no. one you can that's forget about. That's worse than missing Christmas. Oh, yeah. 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 Yep. So we we will be doing uh, special giveaways this weekend in the service. Uh, All right. One of my favorite things to do. Okay. I come up with kind of, uh, I have my standard categories, but then I give away really fun, crazy gifts that go along with cool. them. And I can usually get a chuckle or two out of people. So that's coming up this weekend. Very excited about that. And um, so t- tell me a little bit about your mom there, uh, Pastor Matt. Can wh- what qualities, what uh, attributes do you appreciate about her most? Oh, my mom is just one of those sweet, gentle ladies. I've met her, and yep. I agree. Yeah, yes. she's she's just calm. She's put up with, I have uh, four siblings, so we had a house full, but she was just kind of always le- even keeled and was always there. She was the mom that would pack our lunches every day before school. Okay. Uh, did every- she put your name on the bag and everything? She did not. Okay. No. No, she would pack the lunches. Um, occasionally, my dad would do it. I actually preferred when my dad did it because he would actually throw more snacks in there. Okay, but uh, but it's <laughs> my mom is one of those with mom yep. and okay. little Debbie's with dad. Yeah, <laughs> all right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so all right, but, uh, yeah, she's a she's a great mom. Probably, probably the best mom. You think? I think so. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you better think that. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Pastor Ted, how about your mom? Tell me some of the qualities and attributes about her that you love. Yeah, so my mom is a great listener, and she is absolutely quick with um, sharing what's on her heart and how the Lord's working in her life, and certainly appreciate that about her. Um, growing up, she was a mom who sang a lot, and so I credit some of the musical stuff to her for sure. She was somebody who uh, just last night, she she reminded me of how she used to sing "To God Be the Glory" with our Black Lab Ben, and Ben would join in on the really mm. high parts. Oh, really? Oh, wow. so, yeah. Oh, yep, that was super fun. So, um, yep, okay. my mom was a, a big choir person, and yeah. So, so it sounds like she's, you know, kind of an authentic, not afraid to share kind of what's going on. Oh, in yeah, her life. That's yeah. Good. We're we're ve- yeah. My mom and I are very similar, and so it's long winded conversations. Okay. With <laughs> lots of uh, <laughs> lots of sharing all our feelings and thoughts, and okay, <laughs> even if you don't want to hear them, sometimes. <laughs> all right, all right, Corn. Uh, what what attribute do you love about your mom? I'd say one of the, the my favorite attributes about my mom is like she's super um, like personable. Like, she'll talk with you about pretty much anything and try and educate you on whatever you have going on that you might not understand. She's super knowledgeable about that. And then also she's, like, super, like, um, 
she got a real relationship with God. Like she was yes. a mission, like she was a missionary when she was thirteen, and all this other uh, super cool stuff. And so I really love that about her. She did the message last year for Mother's Day and knocked it out of the park. Did a great, great job. Do you remember that, Corin? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, I I'll say something about Corin's mom. Yeah. Uh, so Corin was homeschooled up until I think last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so his mom was his teacher, including his Bible teacher. And the first retreat, uh, Spring Hill retreat that Corin went on as a middle schooler, he was correcting the theology of the speaker because okay. his Bible teacher was so good. <laughs> yes. At home. That is it was awesome. amazing. <laughs> All right. That's awesome. Well, my mom, of course, uh, Karen Mindel, um, one of the founders here at Harbor Light, just an amazing woman. I like that little quote that says, behind every good man's a great woman. Yeah. And that that's true about my dad and my mom. My mom's great. Great woman, super organized, loves organizing things, labeling things. Uh, we take uh, trips every once in a while, and um, my wife will get out all of the earring-making equipment, and my mom will pick out some things, say, make me make me those earrings, and then she'll sort all the beads. She would rather <laughs> sort the beads than make the uh, earrings herself. And so she's wow. a wonderful, super, super organized. She used to run a cantata here at Harbor Light yeah. with uh, more than 4,000 people in attendance, and it was off the chart good. Wow. And um, people in northern Michigan still kind of uh, cry out for a little of bringing that back. So um, now she would pass out every time she'd go to the hospital, though. Anytime one of us kids were injured or yeah. sick, she would take us to the hospital. They would be taking care of her. She would fall <laughs> out right there. Really? Uh, yes. I mean, you poke a needle in the arm, she's oh, out. man. She's gone. Yeah. All right. Except for this one time when I was a kid, I got hit by a car. And uh, I'm laying in the road, and my mom comes down. You know, there's lots of noise and everything going on. They go get my mom. I'm laying there. I've been hit by a car. And my mom looks at me, and she's like, you'll be okay. And then she goes and prays for the person that hit me, <laughs> hit me with a car, because they needed a lot more moral support than I did. She's like, you'll bounce back. You'll be fine. You'll be so fine. My mom is definitely. It's probably your fault. She, <laughs> she's a mission-minded she, lady. Yes, she's, she is definitely, let's get this job done. You'll be fine. Right. Okay. All right, so a little fun this weekend with that, and uh, we do have some things coming up at the Harbor Light Life here at Harbor Light. We have baptisms this weekend. Yeah. Yes, yeah. we have confirmed three people are getting baptized. That's so No, fun. four. We have four people confirmed getting baptized. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, so we're looking forward to that, and it's going to be a great, great uh, time. It always uh, takes the services up to the next level yeah. when we get services going For with sure. those baptisms. And, yeah. um, and the great thing is, is uh, I think all four confirmed are adults. Yes. Yep. They're, they're people mm-hmm. who are making this step even yep. later in life. Yeah, saying, so cool. I yeah. want to do it. i am tell you what, you can't be more proud than when you see a person going public with their faith. Yeah. And, uh, and so that's, that's going to be great. Yep. And, uh, one of the, uh, one of them is a, a, a recent graduate from high school. And, uh, mm-hmm. so she's a young lady that we're super excited about. She's helping out in uh, children's ministry and too. youth ministry. Yep. Yep. Wow. Um, I was talking to, uh, with uh, uh, Chelsea Robertson, the uh, children's director here at Harbor Light, and uh, she has 67 volunteers. Isn't that in, amazing? Yeah, in the uh, children's ministry here at Harbor Light, which if you do the math, that's about 33% of the people that attend on a Sunday morning are involved <laughs> in children's ministry. That's, that's unheard of. That's incredible. I'm telling you what, I would stack that up against any other oh, church yeah. in the U.S. to have 30% of your people yeah. involved in that ministry is yeah. great. And, and she's a, doing a fabulous and job. And I love the fact that she said almost half of them are teenagers. Yeah. Yeah. Youth yeah. that are serving yeah. in those positions. Yeah, it's just incredible. incredible. And so she's creating a great atmosphere there to uh you know enhance the lives of these young uh kids, but also the the people that are serving in there are having a great time too. All right, so let's go ahead and take a little uh short break here and then uh we will be coming back in just a moment. <laughs> 
All right, and we're back. back. Okay, we're ready to go to the next level here. And uh, one of the reasons that we call it more pa- podcasts is we had a chance to go more in depth on what happened on Sunday morning. Yeah. And of course, Pastor Alex was the speaker this weekend, and uh, we were very excited about him getting a chance to uh, bring the word. And uh, he and I sat down the, uh, in the days uh, coming up to the to message and kind of talked through a little of that because uh, each of us come with a different experience and uh, different um kind of interpretation on how Holy Spirit works in our lives. And you notice I said Holy Spirit because yeah. we don't put the, yeah, the, yeah. the in front right, of Holy right. Spirit because he's a person and not an it. Yeah. And so we at Harbor Light, we have this little thing that we try to do where we just call him Holy Spirit, which is his name and not the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And uh, right. so we're going back to the thes are very important. It is. Yeah. 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 And I'll, I'll be honest with you, it's still weird for me to hear it because uh-huh. I grew up <laughs> the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So yeah. I, p- I picked up on it really quick. Okay. So, you know, Harbor Light, three, four years now, and uh, I noticed that right away. Yep. That we don't, yeah, we're not saying the. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it, it, like, it is weird, but uh, it's very intentional sure. because we want to make sure that we're recognizing him, him as one of the Godhead and uh, that he is a person. Um, I like to joke around that, uh, you know, we've got Jehovah, we have Jesus, and if we would have just had, you know, Jehoshaphat or something for Holy Spirit's name, it would have been great. Right. Three J's, but... <laughs> We got Holy Spirit. That's what he told right. us, and so that's what he is. So right. I wasn't sure where you were going with that for a minute. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. All right. So um, this weekend, um, kind of the big idea that Pastor Alex was br- able to bring across is that there is a second work of Holy Spirit. And uh, the first work of Holy Spirit is when um, we accept Jesus as our personal Lord and Savior. We repent from our sins. We um, acknowledge the fact that we need salvation and uh, the fact that we're loved and forgiven by God, that uh, that there's a that the presence of Holy Spirit comes to live inside of us. We have God's very same Spirit, the one that raised Jesus from the dead, now lives inside of us, and yeah. so we never have to worry or fear that His presence will leave us. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's probably uh, one of the most important uh, promises that we see in the Bible: is that I'll never leave you nor abandon you. And uh, that's mentioned over and over and over in the Scriptures. So we never have to fear Holy Spirit leaving us. Um, that he's living inside of our lives. Uh, we like to say that uh, we're made up of three parts. We're made up of um, a spirit, soul, and a body. And uh, Holy Spirit comes to live inside of our spirit, okay? And then he communicates um, to our brain or our soul. And then uh, we get a chance to exercise him in our physical body by the works of the Holy Spirit. But uh, So that's super important to realize that there are two works. Now, there's a second work of Holy Spirit that we see in the Scripture, and uh, that is the power of Holy Spirit. So we have his presence, but then we have his power as well. And uh, so I'm going to kind of have a little bit of fun here and talk to these guys a little bit about their experience with uh, receiving the presence and the power of Holy Spirit in your life. And so we'll start with Pastor Ted because he's had a couple extra seconds to prep on that. But uh, would you share with us maybe the presence uh, of Holy Spirit in your life and then uh, some of the power that's come in as a result? Yep. So I, I did not grow up in a, an environment where we talked about this stuff. So it was the Holy Spirit and it was um, a comforter and it was uh, somebody who um, provided peace. That was kind of the main, main um, ideas of what the Holy Spirit was and did. Um, and so this idea of power and um, giftedness was something that was new to me in college. And so I started attending vineyard churches and um, they were talking about that. And so uh, I had a small group leader 
his name was Mark, and he talked about uh, he would give prophetic words often to our college age group, and that mm-hmm. was a new thing for me. Okay. Um, and and it was, it was done in such a way that um, kind of broke all the stereotypes that I knew. So what I knew was a televangelist, right? That was mm-hmm. that was kind of the thought that I had that this is what those guys did. And um, Mark, it was such a caring way, it was such an authentic way. Um, he's a trustworthy person. And so that was really a great introduction for me as far as, uh, what does the Holy spirit do? Mm-hmm. And so the active gift of speaking in tongues kind of came around that time for me as a student in college. Um, and it's been a journey for sure. And so, um, this, this, the sense of, um, receiving power from the spirit of God is something that I don't know why you wouldn't want mm-hmm. as a believer. Yeah, right? I mean, and, why why do life with your willpower? Right. Okay, I have Holy Spirit living inside of me, but I, then I still got to make this work, right? right? And then yeah. it's either me doing the work or let's let him do the work. Right. And uh, so, yeah, why would you ever want to do it without him? Right, absolutely. Yeah. And so, um, you know, since then, uh, just being able to, to use that gift at, with praying for my kids and praying within worship team. And um, I'm really just seeing that and how that is such an edifying thing. And um, it just really does build us up in mm-hmm. faith and uh, our trust in God and um, certainly our intimacy with God, which mm-hmm. is something I like to talk about a lot for sure. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Pastor Matt, would you tell us a little bit about your experience, you know, we're, we're going to talk a little bit more in just a second about that actual second work, but uh, in more detail, but go ahead and kind of share your experience with Holy Spirit and uh, his involvement in your life. Yeah, I, um, I'm i a little bit different from Ted, and I grew up in kind of charismatic or Pentecostal churches, so to speak, but uh, surprisingly, it wasn't taught talked about a whole lot. And uh, as I look back on it, I go, really, the only time that, you know, baptism of the Holy Spirit or that empowering of the Holy Spirit was talked about was like a special retreat. And it was almost like summer camp. It's a Thursday night, so it's baptism of the Holy Spirit yeah. night. <laughs> yes. And, they they um, had a routine. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Yep. And so you kind of knew it was going to come. And uh, I remember kind of experiencing it and just being intrigued and hungering for it, but not really understanding it. And I, for me, um, and I don't think it was intentional, but as I look back, part of the baptism of the Holy Spirit was kind of centered around emotionalism. Mm-hmm. so to speak. And it was all about this, you know, this big service and you got to have the music right and people are emotional. And so that was kind of my experience. So when I, I remember going up and wanting and desiring and being prayed for the baptism of the Holy Spirit and nothing happening. Mm-hmm. And I walked away from that um, kind of uh, almost ashamed and okay. disappointed. Like, like you did something Like wrong. I yeah, messed yeah. up something. Wow. I, I did something wrong or um, I just, I wasn't good enough. And, um, and I, and for me, that uh, kind of infilling, uh, that second infilling of the Holy Spirit came uh, at a little bit later time, where it wasn't in the midst of that emotional service. It was just me by myself with God, and that just happened. And, uh, and I'm not against the services at all. I think I've, I've been a part of those. I've seen people's life change. But for me, it needed to happen that way because um, it, it was confirmation that it wasn't worked up for me. It wasn't about yeah, the emotionalism. Right. It wasn't about, uh, you know, we joked in Bible college repeating, I bought a Honda, so you buy a Honda, mm-hmm. and you're, you're speaking in tongues. It right. was, that was me. And so I remember being alone in my bedroom and receiving my prayer language by myself. And, um, and so I think that was really important for me because, 
I've I've had to kind of keep that in mind because I think sometimes that baptism of the Holy Spirit or that infilling, people tend to kind of wrap the emotional side around it. Whereas I've grown in in my understanding and walking with the Holy Spirit is it's part of my everyday life. Yes. It's not about having the music right. right or having the lights down or having some special service. It's about the Holy Spirit uh, working in the moments where I run into somebody on the street. And before you know it, we're having a conversation that I would have never expected that day or um, all kinds of stuff like that. So that's been my experience of the Holy Spirit. All right. So we're going to uh, take it over to uh, Corin here. Would you share with us some of your experience with the Holy Spirit? Uh, sure. So the first time that I'm, I don't remember this example cause I was too young to remember it, but my mom told me the story that about, so we went to a youth conference. This is when I was like one or something. And cause she's still a youth pastor at the time. And so we went to this Bethel conference, I think it was. And there were these kids that were so overcome with like the Holy Spirit. Like they were just like, they're speaking in tongues. They're just laughing. Like they were so happy. And so they brought them into this other room that we were at because like they were just so filled with joy and no one wanted to like break that, but they're also kind of disrupting the service a little bit. Okay. So like, you know, you had to bring them away so like other people could still like experience it without being distracted. And so uh, but so I went over there. My mom told me like I was just drawn by their joy over like who God was. And then there were these other couple of kids that thought it'd be funny to like try and imitate them. Okay. And my mom says that as soon as they joined the group, I, I started like crawling away. Like I could just sense that that wasn't wow. God. Wow. And then uh, a couple of the leaders there, like they're like, hey. And then they brought the uh, uh, the couple of kids that were. Uh, just trying to disrupt it uh, out of there. And then I went back over, but my mom was like, even at such a young age, I was amazed at how God was working through wow. someone so young. And then also I've gotten to experience it more and more as I've gotten older too. Like I've never really spoken in tongues, but I've, uh, I've, uh, gotten worse from God. I believe like on Sunday mornings, yes. I'll mm -hmm. go up there, um, and I'm nervous. You can bet on that. Like yep. I'm super nervous, but uh, the Holy Spirit enabled me to uh, give the that word, and I believe it was from Him. And so that was really cool, uh, being able to speak to so many people to uh, with God. And so that was one of the ways that I observed. Well, I want to give you some encouragement. So my mom, as we were talking about mothers, my mom, uh, she never experienced her prayer language until much, much later, hmm. but. She had the same gift you did, which was the prophetic gift, the prophecy gift. Yeah. And the Bible says that this will be the evidence of those that uh, believe. They will uh, speak in tongues and prophesy. So what what that's saying is that you have Holy Spirit power in you, and uh, and you have his presence and his power, and it's just being demonstrated through the gift of prophecy, not necessarily praying in tongues. And so don't think of yourself as less by any means. That's part of one of my roles as a pastor is to help overcome some of these stigma and some of these hoops or um, hurdles that we put in front of people. Like Pastor Matt was saying, the music has to be right and the preaching has to be good and it has to be very emotional for me right. to be able to do that. Um, and then when it doesn't happen, all of a sudden you feel shame and you feel guilt and you feel like you're not good enough. Uh, you know, a part of my role and calling in life is to help overcome some of that. And I just want to let you know you're you're on the team. You're doing great. And yeah. don't think of yourself as any less. OK. Yeah. All right. So um, when we see in the scripture, especially in the book of Acts, we'll see the disciples show up, the apostles at that point. They went from disciples to apostles because now they're called out and they're moving out. 
And uh, they'll show up and talk to a brand new set of believers and they'll be like, hey, do you guys get Holy Spirit? And people will be like, we didn't know there was Holy mm-hmm. Spirit. What are you talking about? And then the, the Bible in the book of Acts would say that they would lay their hands on them and that they would receive Holy Spirit. So the second act or the second work of Holy Spirit. So they had his presence at salvation, and now they're having the power of Holy Spirit come upon them. And many times the evidence of it was speaking in a prayer language or speaking in tongues. And uh, and so we see that in Scripture, and so that's what we're kind of focusing on here a little bit today, that uh, there is a second work of Holy Spirit, that he gives us power. Now, uh, in the book of Ephesians, as uh, Pastor Alex talked about on Sunday, is that uh, we need to be constantly filled mm-hmm. with the power of Holy Spirit, because the power, not his presence, but the power can leak off as we're demonstrating of going through life and stuff gets tough. You get wore down and the power can leak and drain off and you need to get refilled with the power, not the presence, but refilled with the power so that you're ready to move out and what he, what he has. Now in the old Testament, it's kind of crazy here in the old Testament, we have King Saul, the first king of Israel, um, who always represents doing things in the flesh, which is kind of crazy. Well, he gets a special anointing of the power of God. The Holy Spirit comes upon him, and he begins to prophesy with the prophets. So here's this king that doesn't get it right all the time, but the power comes upon him, and we see uh, him demonstrating that with the gift of prophecy, which is fantastic. And then, of course, as you read on further in the story, uh, he ventures off, goes off you know, off the rails. And the Bible says, and he says, the spirit of God left him, the power left him. And so even in the Old Testament, we see this example of two different works of Holy Spirit, his presence and his power. So um, feel free to jump in at any point. I'm going to kind of share a little of my story. So I was raised um, in a charismatic church as well. Full gospel is another word or spirit-filled church. And uh, so when I was in sixth grade, I felt like I was ready to take this step. I was a, a believer, and I was ready for the power of Holy Spirit to come into my life. And so I, get, I talked to my mom and dad, and they said, okay, Sunday night, we'll do that. So we gathered in our living room. It was just the three of us. And uh, they prayed over me, and uh, I you know, truly, truly, truly wanted to be able to exercise this gift of uh, the prayer language and speaking in tongues and having the baptism of Holy Spirit come upon me. And uh, nothing happened. And they prayed and prayed and prayed, and uh, they were giving me all kinds of hints and all kinds of uh, little exercises to try. So I didn't buy the Honda, but I did the bow tie. You know, I tie a bow tie, you tie a bow tie. You know, just say these things over and over, and it will kick in. And I'm waiting for this thing to happen to me, Yeah. and it never did. Right. And they're like, all right, it's time for bed. We'll pick this up at another time. And then years later, years later after my salvation experience as a 19-year-old, um, I received the power of Holy Spirit, and mm. um, and it happened much as Pastor Matt just said, all by myself, in my room. Yeah, I received salvation, and that same night I got the baptism of Holy Spirit, and wow. uh, with the evidence of speaking in tongues, and uh, it has literally changed my life. Um, this is the most powerful gift um, that we get because it's the key that unlocks all the other gifts. Because my spirit is now speaking to God who is spirit and vice wow. versa. And so it is super, super amazing. But I, I went through some of that, that guilt and shame, like mm-hmm. what did I do wrong? I'm not good enough. God doesn't want me to have this. And, um, and the, the, the main point was that it didn't happen to me. It happened in me. Yeah. yeah. So I still have to actively be involved right. in this, which I call the triune prayer. My spirit is praying. My brain is focused on something that God wants me to focus yep. on. And then my mouth, my tongue is making the sound yeah. come out. And that is the full who I am as a person, as a believer, connecting with God. So, PG, you said that to me, um, I don't know, two years ago. 
And that was the most helpful thing that I'd, I think I'd heard about participating in this gift, Mm -hmm. that it is something that you are active in. Mm -hmm. Because I think a lot of times for me, you know, it would be like other people thinking, uh, this is just this, this thing that I am void of any action in myself. And then the Lord just sort of downloads this thing into me and takes over. Mm -hmm. And so hearing you say you are a participant in this is super, super helpful. Yeah. I think that there are those experiences in our life where God does take over, take control. There's not, not discounting that at all, but on a daily basis, you know what? I'm, I'm fully in control here. Yeah. You know, the, the scripture says in first Corinthians chapter 14, that the spirit is always subject to the will of the prophet, which means the person's still in control. Right. Okay. And, but Holy spirit then activates my spirit and then that's what kicks it off. But I still have to make the sound. You're a participant. Absolutely. Yeah. And my free will and my volition, God will never take that part away from me. So I I see corn kind of leaning in here. Did you want to share anything? Okay. All right, Pastor Matt, you got something to take us with? No, I um, I appreciate the conversation. I, I was just thinking um, uh, it it is interesting because we are participants. We have to be participants, but it's not anything we do. Sure. Um, and I think that's where I struggled. Where like I have to be good enough, and I have to I have to perform. It kind of goes back to that works salvation kind of mindset that I've had to. Battle. Yeah, right. Uh, when in reality, it, it is a free gift. And my participation is just receiving that gift mm. and then being willing to act act on it and walk it out. And, sure. Um, yeah, it's not um, it's not the spooky uh, kind of God's taking over and I right. don't have any control. Right. That that it's, freaks people out. Oh, yeah. Right? That's, you know? that's what makes it weird. Yeah. And even as Corin was sharing there, um, even in the midst of power of Holy Spirit coming upon us, the flesh can still get in there. The Absolutely. the disruptiveness right. that God, you know, the, the the enemy doesn't want to see God get glorified. So yeah. he's going to do all kinds of things to distract. And part of those things sometimes can be uh, outside influences and or, you know, just distractions that aren't helpful. Mm-hmm. And we just kind of battle through those things and realize that, yep, the flesh can get involved and we can get off track. And uh, and so we got to watch out for those kind of things. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take us to a passage of Scripture that I think is really, really, really pointed towards what we're talking about here today, and that is uh, Jude chapter 1. There's only one chapter, so Jude chapter 1, verse 20. It says, But you, dear friends, must build each other up in your most holy faith. Pray in the power of Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And uh, so there's, I'd, I'd like to break that down for you a little bit here, that we can build each other up when we're praying, okay, in our, our prayer language, but uh, my spirit is being built up. Because the power leaks off, mm-hmm. it needs to get refilled, okay? I need to have that power come back in. i got to get recharged, as Pastor Alex talked about on Sunday with the battery, which is a great illustration. Yeah. We, um, we plug in by praying in, the, in tongues, praying in our spirit, and that builds our spirit man back up, and the power gets back in. The charge comes back into our lives, and they're ready to move forward. Yeah. And I know I challenged you, Pastor Ted, with this when you first started coming to Harbor Light, that uh, praying in your prayer ledge it isn't for emergencies. Right. Okay. This yeah. isn't just like I got a big whopper <laughs> that we got to get figured out right now. Right. So we better all pray in the spirit. No, this is a daily right. thing. We pray in the spirit daily. And the Bible actually says we pray consistently or constantly. Right. And we do that in our spirit. You don't have to walk around speaking in tongues out loud, you know, when you're at the grocery store. You can just do it quietly to yourself and, right. and all those kind of things. But when you're in your car, I encourage you in your car, in the shower, when you're by yourself, just be praying yeah. in your prayer language yeah. with power. Pray over your grandkids. Pray over your kids. Yeah. Yeah. Pray over your situations. Yeah. Pray over your day. 
So I've got a question for you. Sure. So um, what do you say to the, the Corn Paulist sitting here who says, I haven't received my prayer language. How do I pray in the Holy Spirit if I, if I haven't received that? Prayer language. Yeah. Okay, so um, what I would say to a person like Corn, and I'm saying it to you as I'm making eye contact with you right now, is first of all, we do the same process that we receive our salvation. I ask, believe, and receive. Okay, I don't have to do anything to receive my salvation. I just have to believe it. Right. right? So when you pray, you say, "God, I am ready to activate this special gift that you've given believers," and so I'm I'm asking for it. I'm believing it. And now I'm going to receive it, and I'm going to get it kick-started. I'm going to participate in this. And so I always encourage people, uh, because we don't have, you know, a band here and we don't have the lights to go down, you know what? When you're by yourself today, just say, "I'm God, I'm asking you, I'm believing, and I'm receiving, and then start praying. And it's going to seem like gibberish at first, okay? But that's your will kind of getting the thing moving, and then uh, let's go with it and see where, where God takes it, Okay. And there's nobody around to put pressure on you. And there's nobody around to impress or to uh, scare away. It's just you and God, and he's going to give it to you. He's not going to make receiving the power of the Holy Spirit harder than salvation. It's going to be the same exact ease yeah, that wow. takes place. That's okay? good. So kind of follow-up question to that. Uh, you know, you mentioned your mom didn't receive yes. that language till later in life. For me, it was kind of a delayed thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, can someone still pray? in the Holy Spirit without that prayer language. Yes. We build ourselves up by praying in the Holy Spirit without necessarily having a prayer language. What does yeah. that look like? Um, the scripture says in uh, Romans that sometimes we pray with groans that can't be fully uttered. And I think when your spirit man is trying to communicate with God, okay, sometimes it's not going to be able to come up with words, you know, and sounds. Your spirit can still, and your, your mind is saying, all right, right now I know that my spirit is praying to God and he's going to give, give me words and thoughts that I can pray with my language, with my English language, um, and then I'm going to believe that Holy Spirit is using my spirit to be able to communicate with God. And so it's an act of faith because yeah. you're not going to be able to, to, to hear it, but um, I would encourage you if there's any, any like leaning towards that, just go ahead and go with it and see, yeah. see, what, uh, see what God does with that thing. So it's, it's, it's letting the Holy Spirit lead your prayer. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. That's good. I, I I would say that's probably one of the most powerful things about praying in the in the spirit is the fact that we're being led by the spirit now. Yeah. Okay. Right. I'm not being drugged by the spirit. Right. I'm being led by the spirit, and he's leading, and I'm just going to follow. Whether it's go to talk to somebody, give them a word of prophetic word, or to help help somebody out, whatever he puts on my heart or mind, I'm just going to follow his lead. Yeah. And uh, but I'm not going to make him drag me uh, as I go along at that. So I'd encourage you. By yourself, no pressure, and then you call Pastor Matt the moment it happens, and you guys will be doing that together. It'll be super, <laughs> super great. Absolutely. Yeah. Celebrate. All right. Well, I want to let you guys know that uh, we are actively involved in uh, the power of Holy Spirit here, and uh, we love wow. him. Uh, he is uh, the main character of the Godhead that's at work in the world today. Uh, we know that Jesus is sitting at the right hand of the Father and uh, so let's follow him passionately yeah. and do that with the power and continually be built up because it wants to get drained off as the work, the world gets darker. Okay, the power seems to get shut off faster, so we got to get reconnected and do that constantly. So yeah, yeah. yeah and so can I just plug the book there? You, you beat me Gary? to it, right? So Harbor Lighters, if you're looking for more information on this, Pastor Gary's wrote uh, written the book Holy Spirit Alive living with the Holy Spirit power. And so those are something that you can certainly get here at the church. And we would love, love, love to get that resource in your hand. Yeah, and absolutely. so this feels like you got more podcasts to do on this. Pastor oh, gosh, Gary we're going to be covering this subject yeah. 
often. And, That's awesome. And uh, super exciting. And I got to tell you, you know, you know, tooting my horn just a little bit here. Uh, we've received tremendous reviews on this yeah. book from people just saying, this is what I needed to get things moving. And yeah. uh, so it's been a powerful resource for us. Yep. Yeah. It is not a textbook. It is a practical manual. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And it, and it's a, it's a good thing. You know, um, we're called to, you know, blind faith, not dumb faith. Mm-hmm. And so there's, and this is a subject that can be really difficult to grasp your head around. And this book right here helps you kind of go, okay, what does scripture say? Not yep. just what does Pastor Gary right. say or Pastor Ted say, what does the Bible tell me? And let me kind of put that into action in my own life. And yep. so it's super important. Well, yeah. thank you guys so much. Thanks for being a part of pod uh, the podcast here more. And uh, so we're going to let you go. Hope to see you again next uh, week as we continue to roll forward with the life here at Harbor Light and a life that's passionately following Holy Spirit. Believe, 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 believe.